Good morning. How's everyone today? Awesome. I like the sound of that. Okay, I want to kick it off by sharing with you my absolute favorite stat at the moment. It's from Gartner, and it says that by 2020, the average person will have more conversations with their bot than with their spouse. Now, apart from making my husband very happy, <laughs> I think what the stat really shows is the fact that conversational AI is here to stay. And when it's designed really well, it can make life a lot easier for us as consumers. And it can also save businesses a lot of money, as much as 70 cents per transaction, according to Juniper Research. Add that up, and that could end up being billions and billions of euro. But designed incorrectly, you have a frustrating user interface that will drive your customers away in droves. Now, we've all had that frustrating experience, right? You may even have yelled at the AI. I admit I have. It's not polite, but <laughs> I've done it. And we really need to do better. Because if we think about it, the reason why it becomes frustrating for us is because the expectation is there that conversational AI is easy to use and really fast and easy. It's almost like going to a fast food restaurant and having to wait one hour for your meal. It's not supposed to be like that. And we have to do better as an industry, because especially when we think about stats like this one, which is research from Alpine AI, where they say that when a voice app or a skill acquires a user, that there's only a 6% chance that that user will be active in the second week. Ouch. Luckily, there's lots of things we can do to help win over the hearts and loyalty of our customers. And I'm going to share some really tactical tips with you today. I call them the four C's of conversational design. And they are clarity, character, compassion, and correction. And I will walk you through each of these today, um, and we'll go through them. Let's start with the first one, which is clarity. Now, what do I mean by clarity? It means that the user should spend less time trying to figure out what we mean or how to do things, and more time actually doing things. They need to have a clear path to complete their goal. And there's two key areas here that we can use to impact clarity. The first one is language. Now, we all know words are really powerful, right? The right words can be an invitation to create engagement and trust and enthusiasm with your audience. So for the first tip, I say, mind your language. You want to keep in mind this one sentence, right for the year and not the I. And what do I mean by that? You simply want to create your conversational flow to be what sounds natural. It should be how you and I speak to each other, which is different than what may sound good in writing. So try to think about it this way. You want to avoid robot speak, even though it's a bot. So that means using things like contractions. You'd rather say, I can't find that film, as opposed to say, I am unable to find that film. 
that has no place in this. So try to remember to keep your language really clear, conversational, friendly, and you'll do really well. But if there's one place I encourage people to pay a lot of attention to when it comes to voice user interfaces, it's when presenting choices to the user. Now, if we have a visual interface, then you can have room to put in lots of different choices. People can read it. But that's really not that much space for it when it comes to, to voice. So I want to share with you what you should avoid doing first. You want to avoid sounding like the IVR. You guys know what the IVR is, right? It's that phone system where it says press 1 for English, press 2 for Dutch, things like that. What you want to avoid is having your bot be designed to sound like that. So you don't want it to say, for options, say options. To speak to a representative, say representative. This is an absolute no-no. A, it's not natural. It's not how we talk to each other. And it isn't helpful or, or pleasing to the ear to sound. It wastes time. It's annoying. We want to avoid that. You still need to solicit input, but you can do this conversationally. For example, hey, what type of directions would you like? Walking or driving? A lot more friendly, a lot more natural. And if you want to give the user a bunch of different options, you want to try to limit them to three. Any more than that, it doesn't sound pleasing, and it overwhelms the user. And another really good design tip is if you're presenting options, is to add a question at the end. Like, which one would you like? Let's look at this example. The shirt comes in three colors, red, blue, and green. Which color would you like? It sounds so simple, but what this is really doing is it's providing clarity to the user. They know what their next step should be. They know that they should pick the color and keep the conversation moving. It helps them set expectations and not have to wonder, like, what do I do next? But of course, what happens if you have lots of different options? Let's say you are a stock uh, investment company. It's not feasible to only have three options then, right? It wouldn't work. You can consider doing an open prompt for something like that. So you could simply say, hey, please name a stock you want me to look up. Make sense? Mm -hmm. So when you're starting out in terms of clarity, you want to forget all the coding at the beginning. You want to start by just writing out the ideal conversation. How would it happen from beginning to reaching their goal? And try to sound it out out loud so you can see how it works. And then you can build upon it and work on code. And you'll find that as you're writing these conversations, the question will come up. How should my bot respond in this situation? And that's where my next C comes in, character. So character or persona is a really great guide for writing conversation, because it helps you decide just how the bot should respond. Have you guys ever had that conversation with a customer service rep on the phone, and you just know that they're reading from a script? And you just know that they are not even really listening to what you're saying. They say the same thing to every single customer. Yeah, you don't want to do that when it comes to your bot. If you do that, your bot will risk sounding like annoying, soulless, corporate-speak bot that pleases nobody. Instead, you want to make sure your bot has a very distinct personality and style of talking. 
And if you sort of put some thought into that, you'll be able to answer the question each time, how should my bot respond to this situation? Now at Microsoft, our research has shown that people vastly prefer interacting with a virtual agent that has an easy to perceive personality. We want to talk to them just as we talk to our human friends. Let's look at a conversation here with a bot that has a little bit more personality. Let's say I wanted to book tickets to go to a Broadway show. I would say, hey assistant, or hey ticket booking bot, I'm looking for two tickets for tonight's Broadway show. My dream is to be on Broadway. What's the name of the show? I'd be like, okay, Phantom of the Opera, please. Great choice. I have two tickets at 8 p.m. Shall I reserve them? Yes, please. Okay, they're reserved. Enjoy and tell the Phantom I said hello. So much more pleasing. I mean, it's so much better than saying, okay, what show? Two tickets there, done. This is more enjoyable. You'd want to interact with this ticket booking bot if it talked to you in that way. But remember, the goal when you're designing is not to make the user think that they're talking to a human. That's not the case. You actually should be really clear that they are talking to a bot. Research not just from Microsoft, but from Facebook has shown that people are more comfortable and more forgiving of any errors if they know they're talking to a bot. If they know they're talking to a machine, they understand that the machine has limitations. You just want to make the conversation flow in a way that feels just natural. Now, I want to show you how personalities can differ. So your persona can differ to answer the same question in different ways. Let's say if the user said, thank you. My professional bot would respond with, you're very welcome. My friendly bot would be like, oh, you bet. Or maybe my more informal, casual, irreverent bot would be like, no prob. Or what if it was a jokey question like, will you marry me? Professional bot will be like, listen, I think it's best if we just stick to a professional relationship. My friendly bot will be like, oh, you're three-dimensional. I am non-dimensional. Our love can never be. It's friendly. Our irreverent bot would be like, sure, take me to City Hall. Let's see what happens. It's all the same answer, essentially, in both of these scenarios. But you could see how personality made the response different. You felt like each was a distinct, different person, almost. And what personality your bot should have really depends on what its use is. And one of my favorite examples comes from, from China, from Hong Kong. The Hang Seng Bank in Hong Kong had, um, created two new AI bots at the start of the year, back in January. One bot was called Haro, which was helpful, attentive, responsive, Omni. This bot was designed to answer questions about mortgages, about loans, about, you know, all the fun stuff. The other bot was called Dory, and that was about dining, offers, incentives. And what it did was it helped people book dinner at, at restaurants. It helped people redeem some of the incentive and the rewards that they got. You know, the actually fun stuff. Now, without having to interact with either of these bots, do you think that they both should have slightly different personalities? Yes, definitely, right? Dory has far more leeway to be friendly and engaging than Haro has. I mean, Haro is supposed to be really professional to build credibility and trust. So if it suddenly started being irreverent, you'd get a lot of annoyed customers. 
So I think this is such a good example. There doesn't have to be just one brand voice. You could have different personalities based on the end use of the customer. But regardless of whatever personality that you're trying to build in, what they all should have built in is my third C, which is compassion and empathy. Now, bots can really build one-on-one -on -one relationships with the audience because you can talk to them on a very individualistic basis. If you design your bot really correctly, you can really help your bot better resonate with your humans. And you can do this by trying to really do research and understand the core need. So let's say if I was trying to design a banking app and you wanted to come and transfer some money, my bot should be designed to really understand what your goal is. And let's say that if you transfer that money, you would be at risk of overdraft. Even if you didn't ask me for a balance check, my bot should warn you that, hey, you know, if you transfer this, you'll be at risk of overdraft and there'll be overdraft fees. Do you still want to go ahead and do this? Again, if you try to tap into the need, if you want to step into your customer's shoes, you can build much more loyalty and understanding if you do the research before to see what it takes and what their goals are and what their pain points could be. So always, always, always do this research first before you start designing. Now, there's one surprising area that actually we found at Microsoft that ties to human nature, and it requires a little empathy. And that's our human need for small talk, for a little chit-chat. You want to go off script. So what we found was that encountering the small talk is really common, and it's also where a lot of the bots struggle. Think about this. If I went off script a little bit, if I tried to ask, hey, are you real, or who made you? That's where the conversation breaks. And that's where the, sorry, I do not understand, comes up. I don't think anybody likes, sorry, I do not understand. So as you're designing your bot, you want to try to build in different small talk scenarios to help you avoid that. And that means, again, going back to thinking about what are they using, how would they react? So the same thing, my banking app. If you checked your bank balance uh, and you found that there was more money than you thought you had in there, you'd probably respond with, oh, that's great. But if the bot was like, sorry, I don't understand, that's not going to be a really engaging. It feels broken. So try to build different type of scenarios, such as like greetings or questions or conversation requests, and plan for some potential chit-chat if you can. And of course, doing this will help you prevent the sorry I don't understand, but you can never eliminate that completely. Mistakes happen, and that's where my final C is, it's correction. If you make a mistake, the human urge is to be like, say sorry. And of course, your bot should do that. But did you know that there are very specific guidelines that you should follow for correction? The main thing is, you don't want to say sorry too much. It can be very repetitive and annoying. Let's look at this example. Hey, my table booking bot, reserve a table for me at X restaurant at 8 p.m. I'm sorry, I don't understand that. X restaurant, 8 p.m., come on. I'm sorry, I don't understand that. Okay, now I'm going from hungry to hangry. Come on, restaurant X, 8 p.m. today, do this. Sorry, I don't understand that. Pfft. Arg, frustrating. Clearly, there can be too much of a good thing when it comes to saying sorry. Luckily, 
There are lots of ways to correct an error without having to say sorry. My husband knows this really well. Lots of ways to say, fix things, never say sorry. So I want to show you two examples of what I call the sorry, not sorry method to fix an error. Let's look at option one. You want to confirm that you have realized you made an error, and you want to confirm the correct response. So let's say I'm booking my flight to Amsterdam, and I'm trying to book it through my travel bot. So I've told it that, hey, I want to fly to Amsterdam. And it says, where are you flying from? I'll say Newark. Bot misunderstands. It says, flying from New York, which date? I'm like, no, 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 not New York, Newark. Now, at this point, the bot would be like, oh, I'm so sorry, which again, as we know, is quite annoying. But it could simply be like, got it, flying from Newark, which date? So it acknowledged that it made an error, and it confirmed the correct response. And what this does, it keeps the conversation moving forward. So much better. Now, one of the other most um, clever ways to avoid saying sorry and keep the conversation going is to offer alternatives. Now, of course, I'm in the Netherlands, home of the best flowers in the world, so I want to buy some. So if I went to my flower bot and I said, hey, please order me a dozen red tulips, and there were no tulips in, uh, red tulips in stock, rather than saying, oh, I'm sorry, we don't have any red tulips, it would be so much better if it said, we're out of red tulips, would you like yellow or orange tulips instead? And I'll be like, oh, of course, orange, please helps make the customer happier, It also helps you increase the chance of making the sale. So sorry, not sorry really works, and I will not tell my husband that it really works. So let's recap. There's, as long as you can really focus on clarity and helping the users achieve their goal, and if you add in suitable character and personality while embedding empathy and compassion and having correct guardrails in place for correction, You'll be not only off to a flying start, you'll be a lot closer to having happy, loyal customers for life. And if we think about what's common between all of these, they all help provide exceptional customer experiences. And what could be more important than that? So before I leave you, I wanted to share with you just how powerful good design is when you want to create conversation with other humans. So I want to leave you with one final video. Swifty Symbols is a communication app for people who are non-verbal and it supports them in expressing themselves. Rowan, my youngest brother, has low-functioning autism. He finds it difficult to communicate and can get very upset if he can't make himself understood. I took what we used at home with some symbols that my mum would print out, laminate, cut out, stick Velcro on, put them into folders and I just thought I could make that easier. If we did it on an app, it would be more fun for Rowan because he loves technology. The underlying AO technology which SwiftKey Symbols uses is the same technology which powers the SwiftKey keyboard. We use AI technology to be able to learn from the user's behaviour, to see what they like to use in terms of their own style of language, to predict what's going to come next. It works by having a library of symbols that you can pick and choose to build your sentence and each symbol has a word associated with it. We use SwiftKey AI predictive technology to learn what you've used previously, sentences that you've previously built, and then we surface what word you might want next and what symbol you might want next to build your sentence. I want juice, please, Kate. <gasps> wow. We developed it alongside Riverside School, which is a school specialising in learning difficulties. Clarity. 
To be able to express what they want without prompting is a really big thing. Go on then, ready? I, I, I want cow. It's because we have so many peoples who are non-verbal but still have so much to say. I think AI can just make everything in life more efficient so you can enjoy life to the max. There's no better feeling than to hear a child say something that they've wanted to say and the look on their face after they've been able to say it. You can't really beat that because that's them expressing themselves and that's really what you want from them. It's joyous. I don't think I can think of a better word for it. It's complete joy and celebration. Good design can break all barriers. So with that, I say thank you very, very much.